Before we get going, please do not forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. This helps us get the show out to as many people as possible. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Couch Guy Sports. Thanks, guys, for listening, and enjoy the show. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 136. Nick Qualia, no Jared Scally this week, and, and he's, not, he's not being a bitch. I know I go after him a lot when he can't do it. But he's got shit to do. Tonight, we just couldn't get on the same page. There was a lot of stuff going on this week. But but we got another guy on the Couch Guy Sports Network into the Triangle Podcast. Blogger, one of the better... And I'm going to give you a compliment. Don't let it go to your head. One of the better bloggers on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, and I know I get this wrong every time, Nahigian. You got it. What a compliment. What, yeah! what an introduction. What an introduction by Nick Qualia. Quags, it's always a pleasure to come on with you. Always great to be on with you. Let's roll into it. You know, we don't get you on the show enough because usually I just text Connor, go, do you want to come on the show? But in Connor, Connor's, I know Connor's going to text me after he sees that you were on the show. And he's going to be like, oh, <laughs> what, what did you text me? I'm like, Connor, you can't be on the show every freaking time. Well, that's that's your fault. I mean, you can text me more, but you know, you make the calls. This is your yeah, podcast. Yeah, you make the you calls. Don't, you don't text me. Yeah, but Connor, Connor's also a friend from home, so Connor. Yeah, Connor's all over me all the time. Hey, hey, hey! In my defense, it's almost like I'm working under you. So if I just text you, I'm like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And also, in my defense, you don't get back to me sometimes for like three days. Oh my God! Talk to no, I I know. I, yes, I, yes, yes. To, no, I know, I know. I'm saying yeah. Talk to Jared. I do it to Jared all the time. I do it to everybody all the time. My text. Uh, actually, Jared's not great either. So you're you're in the clear. Oh, for now. I know. Yeah, I know Jared's not great. And then he gives me crap, and I give him crap. And when I give him crap, he gets mad at me for giving him crap. I'm like Jared. We both do it to each other. But the worst part about Jared, he's got he has an Android, so you wow. never know if like it was delivered. And I'm the best. Like I don't like if if. If you're not answering me, especially if you have an Android, I don't know if it's delivered. I will hammer away at like the, an hour later, like, yo, what's up? Hey, answer me. Hey, Wait, Jack. Are, are you sure about that? Because I'm looking at my text conversation with Jared, and it looks like he's got some iPhone text messages in there. So I don't know. iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> I think he Maybe has I an iPhone. Because he definitely had an Android. <laughs> I believe it, but when I'm looking at the conversation, yeah, I think he's got an iPhone. He actually texted me tonight about recording into the triangle, but, uh, you know, typical Jared doesn't get back when I send him something, ask him a question. Classic. Yeah. Oh my God, he does have an iPhone now. Well, I guess. <laughs> well, either way, no read receipts, although I don't even like read receipts. Oh, I'm read sure. receipts are the worst, especially when you're texting somebody and you need something important and you know they read it and they leave you on read. Well, that is probably. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. That's why I don't have them because if I read it, I do this awful thing and I know it's all I do it I do it constantly. I read a text message and go, Yeah, I'll get I'll I'll text him back in a few minutes and I won't get back for days. And like and I'll just be sitting there. It's it's been like two weeks later or like a week later. Like I'll see somebody's name or like I'll just be sitting there thinking and I'll be like, Oh shit, Alan texted me three days ago. I gotta go back and get it. The, the <laughs> fact that you just called me Alan too is absolutely bananas. Well, just because I see, no, I, I see I get Alan that. on the blog all the time. I get that, and I, and get I think that. you're in my phone as Alan too. Oh Jesus, take that out and put me in as Al. You, you, my girlfriend and professors are the only people that call me Alan. We gotta change that. Not even your parents. No, they call me Al. Nobody calls me Nicholas. Yeah, that's, well, you no. know what? My grandma did when she got mad at me. 
Nicholas, did you knock over the milk again? Other other than that, other than that, nobody calls me Nicholas. I yeah, I'm gonna call you. Real. I'm calling you Nick or I'm calling you Quags. It's one of those two. That's it. <laughs> it's okay. That's it. Dude, most most people call me Quags. If it was like when I was in college, it was weird if anybody called me Nick or Nicholas. If you call me Nicholas, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, seriously, get the hell in out college, of college. Get the get the hell away from me. But if you called me Nick in college, I was like, okay, this is weird. This is odd. You know who went to my college that I didn't really talk to much? That I didn't know at all? Who's that? Lauren. Really? Yeah, one of my one of my very good friends now. No idea Lauren went to my school till after. Wasn't she a couple years before you? Yeah. Like graduated a couple years? Yeah, I, I get yeah. Well, she might have been a senior when I was a freshman. So therefore she would have graduated before you. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a weekly dump. Nah, nah, nah. All right, fine. So, Brothers Osborne, who I love. I'm a huge Brothers Osborne fan. Very underrated country music band. Love country music. Brothers Osborne, badass. Had themselves a big-time tech issue during the middle of their halftime show during Thanksgiving's Lions versus Bears game. The power cut out of them right before the top, but they kept it rolling, and the power came back on. The Ravens took over the AFC number one seed after beating the 49ers on a last second field goal by Justin Tucker on Sunday, knocking the Patriots down to the two seed following their loss. And let me tell you, am I a Patriots fan? Yeah, of course. I like the Patriots. I prefer when they win. But when during these tough times, it's not horrible because there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and I don't have to think too hard. Yeah. It's not great when they're winning all the time because then there's like two topics to talk talk oh, about. Man. Now we're going to talk about everything. So, so I've mentioned it on the show a lot. So the people who listen every week, they know I host the show for CLNS Media, the Patriots Roundtable. And when they were undefeated for the first was it eight weeks? When uh, they were, yeah, eight weeks. Yep. The first eight weeks, it got so hard to come up with topics because, like, what can you do every week? You said you have to find and like you sound like an idiot trying to find flaws in an undefeated team. Now, oh. the number one flaw is always Marshall Newhouse. <laughs> yes. Oh, the rotating door. Oh, Quags, you didn't want to talk about, you know, Sam Donaldson ghosts over and over again or Baker Mayfield throwing it directly to oh. Lawrence Guy? That doesn't get those, old to talk about? And no, those people are the worst, too. The people who, like, who in the comments are like, oh, the team the team is 10-2. and two. How, come, how come you're being so negative? Because there's shit to talk about, especially right now. And a lot of these people, you see a lot of these people online, too, who are just upset about, People being negative about the Patriots, they're like, people would kill to have a 10 and 2 record. Okay, yeah, sure. But there are clear problems with this team that we're going to talk about. There are oh, clear absolutely. issues. So the, you have the, to talk about it. You just do the, it. The funniest part is that my co host for my podcast, Legends Lingo, Fiesta, said at the beginning of the year they were going to go 15 and 1. Fiesta, that's his nickname. <laughs> I swear, it was his college nickname. Okay. When you come back on, and you know you're going to come back on at some point, you're going to have a blast yes, with them. Yes, I haven't gotten an invite. You've uh, been on more than I've been on that show. That is false, because I invited you this week to come on. I did invite you. Yeah, but you. But with my texting habits, you know you got to follow up. <laughs> this is true. We'll have you on next week. You can come on next week with us, all right? Okay. Text but me. Anyways, I'm going to forget. And I'll text you on I Monday and I Tuesday. I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to set an alarm every two hours, and it's going to say, text Nick about coming on. Next, Text Nick about coming on. And I'm just going to keep texting you every two hours. But on a serious note, Fiesta said that 
the Patriots were going to go 15-1, 16-0. I said, you are nuts. This team is going to have a couple bad games, which we will talk about later on in the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, especially the rest of the schedule because the, <laughs> it's not looking good. All right, Freddie Kitchens continues to look like an absolute moron after wearing a Cleveland started it shirt. Uh, or Pitt, they start, Pittsburgh started it. Yeah, Pittsburgh started it. I don't know why I wrote Cleveland. Sure, before <laughs> their game this weekend, Freddie Kitchens, I am so excited for this guy to get fired. Oh, he's done. No shot this, he's staying after this year. This Cleveland team, it is Gross. pathetic that they are this bad. They have so much talent on that team. Did you hear about it now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got two of the best running backs in football on that team. Kareem Hunt, by the way, I, I, he was suspended for what, the first 10 weeks. I think everybody forgot how good he was, especially me, because the first run that I saw, the, he's, he, he's one of those guys that the second he gets the ball, he's full speed. In the, his first handoff that I watched, I was like, holy shit, this guy is fast. I, I saw him and I was like, wait a minute. This dude played in the NFL and he was elite. He wasn't just he a was good running back. He was elite. Real. Unreal. Uh, the Red Sox named five former players and executives who were going to be inducted into the Red Sox Hall of Fame in 2020. We got the duo of Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez being inducted together. And then also Dan Duquette, former GM, who a lot of people credit with the 04 World Series. Deion Sanders guarantees help is on the way for the Patriots while at the same time not sounding confident at all, at all especially due to the fact that he had to be reminded that the trade deadline already passed. Friggin' Deion, prime time. Dude, suit up Deion. I'm all in for Dion being on the oh, page. I would love prime time to come back right now. Anybody, anybody that can create separation. I am, I'm actually terrified that if there is somebody who comes through those doors, it's going to be Des Bryant. Uh, uh, well, that can be a discussion topic because I, I got some thoughts on that. Okay. People, people, for, like, people forget Des Bryant came back last year for the Saints and he blew out his Achilles. First practice, I think. Yeah, within like it felt like two seconds. It was it was it was honestly sad. Um, the Red Sox lost a massive piece of the organization with Vice President of Pitching Development Brian Bannister being signed by the San Francisco Giants in order to become their director of pitching. Tim Ryan is being dragged for a quote about Lamar Jackson. Uh, regardless of your opinion on this, here's the thing. I'll I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it first. Here's the quote. He's talking about Lamar Jackson here. He's really good at that fake Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin with a dark football with a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. Ryan said on air, according to the San Francisco Chronicle. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of that mesh point, and if you're a half-step slow on him in terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. So he got suspended for it. He didn't get fired. He got suspended. And here's the thing. Whether or not you're on the side that you don't think that's that bad of a quote— whether or not you're on the Mark Ingram side who is just trashing him on Twitter, calling him a clown. You can't say that type. You have to know that you cannot say that type of thing in 2019. Whether or not you think it's right or wrong, you can't. You got to be smarter than that. Uh, How many days before it's 2020? Like Uh, 26, 27? 26 days. It's December 5th. Yeah, we're going to be in a new decade. In the new decade, you can't say that stuff. Because guess what? You say anything like that, you're going to be out of a job in the drop of a hat. It's a stupid. It was such a dumb thing to say. He's like, an idiot. you have to know. You have to know. 
you cannot, you can't even consider saying something like that. Stay away from skin color altogether. I mean, did you not learn from Brandon Todman? Granted, that was a little bit of a different situation, but have you not learned that anything you say, whether you're highly intoxicated or sober as can be, can lead you to losing your career? Do you yeah, not? Do people not understand that? It's just like, again, regardless of what you feel about the situation, because I've seen mixed reactions on Twitter, the guy is, I think we should all just agree, the guy is dumb as fuck for even having, or for saying that opinion on the air. Because you were going to be dragged for that. I think he's, and he said it in what, San Francisco? A very talk, liberal place. Talk about being a shitty human being, too, for even having the, the cojones to say that. Like, are you kidding me? And speaking of human beings who have questionable character, Antonio Brown posted an Instagram post today with the caption, Miss you, big bro, which was with that picture of him and Tom Brady. Um, and we record Wednesday, I mean, Thursday, December 5th. There was the picture of him and Tom Brady from when Antonio Brown was living in his house the week that the Patriots signed him originally. So that was the weekly dump. And guys, before we go on, I got to tell you, part of today's show is brought to you by Seated, a restaurant app that you guys need in your life. Here's a little description via Nate Erickson of Esquire. Seated is a restaurant app, and it's phenomenal. That was my opinion. Takes everything great about the feeling of locking down a reservation at your favorite spot and adds a little something extra on top. Money back up to 30%. You idiots love money. Keep your money and go out to eat just for eating out. I'll repeat, the Seated app wants you to pay. What's what's to pay you for loving for a food-loving person actual money for simply going out to eat? Yes, it's really that simple. All you have to do is get started is download the app. From here, find an available reservation in your city. Eat, obviously. And after you finish your meal, upload a photo of the receipt into the app to verify how much you spent. Within 24 hours, you'll receive a reward code for up to 30% of your meal cost through the app that you can use towards things like Lyft, credits, money in your Amazon account, or funding your caffeine addiction at Starbucks. Grab the link in our description on our YouTube page, SoundCloud, or iTunes. And while you're at it, rate and subscribe and hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel as well. Guys, it's ridiculously easy. If you guys if you guys are going out to eat in Boston, they use it in a bunch of big cities. It's semi-new to Boston. If you're going out to eat in Boston, just use this link, and you guys can reserve it. Sign up when you use the link, and you guys have 30 days to then use that same link. Use the app now after sign up to reserve your table. It's that easy, and you guys get up to 30% back on the check. It's so simple. It's so stupid. If you love going out to eat, get it. The Seated app. Again, link in the description on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Sounds like a great deal to me. It's phenomenal. It really is. Again, like if you like, I love going out to eat. If you do not use this, you're being dumb. All right, Red Sox offseason, and this is perfect. We got we got Al on the show for this. So per Jeff Passon, this is the big news of the week. So obviously. The news surrounding the Red Sox all offseason after Bloom got hired. What are they going to do with Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts, one year left on his deal because of a free agent after the 2020 season. And the Red Sox have made it known that their number one goal this offseason is to get below that $208 million luxury tax threshold. They have a lot they're going to have to do to do that. And there's also some, there's some wrenches in the plan. So, for example, I wrote about this a few weeks ago on CLNS. If Dustin Pedroia decides not to retire... That's $13 million on the books. If he does retire, it's gone. It doesn't count. But 
if he decides to come back, they're not trading Dustin Pedroia. They're not cut. They're not going to cut Dustin Pedroia. He's going to be your second baseman if he's healthy. So that's thirteen million dollars that they're going to have to worry about. So now that the Red Sox per Jeff Passan are unlikely to trade Mookie Betts, they're apparently going to be looking for a deal to trade away David Price, who's thirty-one million dollars a year, or Nathan Eovaldi, who's coming off of the first year of his new four-year deal that's worth $16.88 million per year. So, I mean, first of all, first of all, I knew, seeing what, was, what came with Nathan Ivaldi was the most obvious thing in the world. We Everybody did it after the Red Sox won the World Series in 2018 now. Nathan Ivaldi balls to the wall in the postseason. He was electric. He threw that he threw that memorable game against the Dodgers where he just put the team on his back and gave them every opportunity to essentially sweep the Dodgers in the end. Which they should have. If you they should have. Freaking Ian, Cl- Ian Kinsler. Yeah, Ian Kinsler, uh, Yasiel Puig. Um, but you knew the recency bias was going to get him a deal. You knew that was going to happen. Between him and Joe Kelly, I was petrified. And the recency bias affected me with Joe Kelly. I was all on a bringing Joe Kelly back. But Nathan Avaldi, I was only going to bring him back if you were going to make him your closer because you needed him a close. You needed a closer. I thought Nathan Avaldi would be a fine closer. The guy's had two Tommy John surgeries, sixteen point eight eight million dollars a year, on a pitching staff that already has thirty one million dollars in David Price and now Chris Sale, who's about twenty nine million a year. Right. You have to if you're you're going to trade one of those guys. I think you should. I think you almost have to. David Price or Nathan Valdi? Who do you pick? <clears throat> I'm picking David Price because here's the thing. You're not going to get anything for Eovaldi right now because Eovaldi was injured last year. He has proven in the past. He's been injured his entire career. And that's what <laughs> I was just – right, and that's what I was just about to say, Quags. He's been notorious for getting injured throughout his entire career. And the point that you just brought up about bringing them – potentially having Ivaldi sign as a closer, wouldn't that worry you more considering sometimes closers are going out two days in a row or sometimes in a week they'll pitch like four times in a week? No, because of the amount of innings. If they just do one inning a night, maybe two nights, maybe a couple times a week, three, four times a week, I'm absolutely okay with that. You, you can and look you're at not a- gonna be, not gonna be paying him 16.88 as a closer. If he was going to be your closer, you'd probably get him more at maybe 13, 12, which I'd be okay with. But 16.88 for a guy who, once he came back from injury, sucked, was horrific. Okay, I don't think he's worth it. But then again, David Price, David right. Price semi-screwed the Red Sox for that th- with, with opting back in on the deal, which yes, I didn't he think did. he was going to do. So, so to go back to your question, you're going to have to probably move Price because you're going to get more for Price, first of all. Because think about this. If he doesn't get injured last year in 2019, Quags, he's probably going to be an all-star. With the way he was pitching, oh, he was the first rolling. couple months. He was the he was the only guy who was pitching consistently at the time. Yes, exactly. So he was going to be a 2019 All Star. You saw what happened in 2018, the second half of the year and the postseason run. This guy was turning a corner. He finally got the demons out of pitching in Boston, not being able to pitch in the postseason. So obviously, you're going to get more for this guy. And honestly, the contract itself, you're shedding 31 million off the books. It's a mess. But here's the thing, though. You you know, if you do trade David Price, you're going to have to eat some of the money. You're going to have to still pay some of the money. It's going to be a public oh, situation. Yeah, you're going to pay probably at least half, if not up to like $20 million. Yeah. I mean, you're not going <laughs> to. Here's the thing. 
2012, the Red Sox got very, very, very lucky that the Dodgers took on uh, Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford. Incredible that they took Carl Crawford. Insane. Makes that, that, no sense. That might have been one of the all-time magic acts done by Red Sox ownership to get Carl Crawford's awful contract. And I will come out and say with Crawford's contract, I was happy when he originally signed because yeah. I saw what he did. Exactly, especially for what he did against the Red Sox. Now you get him in a Red Sox uniform with Gonzalez and all that talent they had or were supposed to have in 2011. Like uh, it, it just made too much sense. But then when obviously he started sucking, it was great that somebody took he him. Couldn't, and, he couldn't handle Boston. That's what it no, came and, No, and you, you shipped him across the country, which was perfect. Yeah, you, you literally sent him as far away as you could. Um, uh, good memories on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast. But, <laughs> but David Price, I mean, I just, I have a tough time. I have a tough time believing if, if I had to choose one of the two, I would send away Nathan Avaldi. But, but who do you think they're going to is the question. If, if they're going they, to they the trade one, it's an easier sell on David Price Absolutely. because you still have, I always say, I always say this. People are always like, who, who are you going to get to take on like so-and-so take on this contract? There's always somebody dumb enough to do it. Always. People are always like with Pablo Sandoval. I thought, okay, why don't we try to trade him away? The Red Sox never really went after that option, but a lot of people were like, who the hell is going to take on this, this load, this fat load who just, who's always hurt, who is wolfing down Chinese food, liking girls pictures on Instagram in the bathroom during the middle of Red Sox games. And then getting exposed by a barstool personality for it and making it front page news. Somehow gaining weight during a 162 game season. How are you going to trade him away? And my thought was, look, there's always somebody who's going to be stupid enough to make those kind of deals. There is. Whether or not you have to eat some salary, whatever, there's somebody who's going to be dumb enough to make those deals. I mean, look at the Red Sox for signing Pablo Sandoval. You could not think Pablo Sandoval was going to be worth that five-year contract. The guy was huge when you signed him. You could not think that he was going to be he was going to be viable enough to play at Fenway Park, where the second things go wrong, the Fenway fans are going to rip him apart. It, it's not that I thought Sandoval was going to be successful in Boston. I think it was that the third base production from the Red Sox the season pr- before was so bad, and we were used to seeing guys like Will Middlebrooks there, who struggled as it is. Anybody was an upgrade. At third base. So when you had Sandoval coming off of his run in San Francisco. Well, Middlebrooks you can, was you have to the admit, last year Middlebrooks the year before. Say that again? Right? Wasn't, wasn't the year before the last year Will Middlebrooks? Yeah, I think that was the year. Wasn't that the year they won the World Series? 13, he, right? He, I thought Pablo signed on in 2015. I think. Hanley. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yep, yeah. he did sign so, in 15. Okay. So Will, Will Middlebrooks had that... Um, Will Middlebrooks had that really bad year in 2014, if I remember right. Will Middlebrooks, huge disappointment because when that guy was a rookie, he was a stud. Everybody's like, hell yeah, we got this guy, Will, Middle- Will Middlebrooks. He's young. He's going to be a stud. Then he had to get into a relationship with Jenny Dell. Then he just had to not be good at baseball anymore. But but then he gets married to Jenny Dell. So who really won in that situation? Yeah, Will hey, and he got a, and he got a World Series ring. No, no ill will at all towards Will Middlebrooks. No pun intended. Ah, you caught that. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. Um, but but 
No, the, the easier sell is going to be David Price because he's you can sell him on the veteran leadership because regardless of what the media thinks about him, you hear all the time from his former teammates, this guy is huge in the locker room. People, his teammates love him. He's a former Cy Young pitcher. And like you said, before he got hurt last year, he was a solid, solid arm, and he was the most consistent guy on the staff. So if you're going to trade one of these guys, I would like to trade Nathan Evaldi because I don't think he's going to work out. I really don't think Nathan Evaldi is going to work out at all. Because I, as, as much as people don't want to admit it, he wasn't that good in the regular season when the Red Sox got him. He started off hot, fell down a little bit, had a really good postseason. Dave Dombrowski was like, hey, here, 17 mil. Bah! Throw it at him. <laughs> bah! And he took it, of course, because why would he not? He's not going to get that anywhere else. No, David no Price shot. is going to be the easier sell. He's just going to be. He's, in, he's been hurt a little bit, but his injuries aren't horrific like two Tommy John surgeries. But, so I have a comment and then a hypothetical for you. So my oh, comment man. is, yeah, Al, Al in the back. Uh, yes, uh, right here. Uh, yep, yes, uh, Al Nahigan. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got it. Yes, uh, Couch Guy Sports uh, podcast. Uh, so here's my comment. The thing with the Evaldi, and this is such a small thing that nobody thinks about, but a baseball nerd like me, and I'm pretty sure you might have had a thought of this at one time or another. You get rid of Eovaldi, you're having you're gonna risk having all lefties in the rotation. I know yeah, it's it's it, it, but at the same time, you need guys who are just gonna be productive regardless. Like no, no I, I know. It, it, like I, I said, don't care about the arms at this point. No, I know. Like I said, it's the baseball nerd trying to balance it out, but I don't know. Anyways, here's a hypothetical for you. The Mookie Betts news, right? Do you think that at all it could be a smokescreen and they're really trying to still trade Mookie Betts behind closed doors? At this point, I don't know if they could trade Mookie Betts. I bet you, I bet you if they got the right deal, here's the thing with the deal. If it's gonna if they're going to trade Mookie Betts, it's gonna be a massive deal. Because you're not gonna trade Mookie Betts for pennies. Like you don't have to make this deal. You but don't have to. In right, right, right now, it's estimated to make what, $27 million in arbitration? Something like that. I, I'm not good with the numbers. He's going to be a pretty penny. So that's another reason why if you're going to trade one of the two, you should probably trade David Price because $31 million. I think it was David Price. I really don't think the Red Sox thought he was going to pick up that second half of the deal. I really did, don't think they did. Speaking of pennies, did you see the hypothetical on Twitter the other day of a Mookie Betts deal of him potentially going to the Cardinals? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That was so dumb. So I was, so I was doing clinics for the a the travel baseball program i work in and this 12 year old kid as we're doing a hitting program comes up to me and says coach al do you hear the red sox trade of mookie bets and i was like wait a minute wait a minute put him in a bucket <laughs> I, sh- I wish i wanted to but i like stuff the kids so I, I can't do that <laughs> well legally but <laughs> legally i wish i could but no so i'm like wait a minute that doesn't make sense because I just got a text from my buddy Fiesta saying the Red Sox don't want to trade him. So how could that happen? I look at my phone for a second while they're picking up baseballs. I see the actual trade. I look at him. I go, first of all, you're a dummy because that actually didn't happen. Okay. That's number one. And number two, wow. <laughs> yes, I know, but I still call him a dummy. He's I don't not, care. No, no, but he can't decipher. He's going to read Red Sox trade. He's like, oh, Red Sox trade. He's like, oh my God, Red Sox made a trade. And I'm like, Jay, did you read this? And he's like, no, they didn't trade him, buddy. This is just a hypothetical. He's like, oh. And then I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, and I'm burning up inside. I'm like, you son of a gun. Don't ever do that to me again. But the point I'm trying to make is a trade like that, if you see that kind of trade for Mookie Betts, who was 
an American League MVP, a gold glove caliber outfielder, don't you think that you would get slighted in that trade? Yes. Yes. It, it, it was horrible. That yeah. trade was awful. With a Mookie Betts trade, it has to be – you have to be blown away by it. I know you almost have to do it. You almost have to trade away Mookie if you – but it has to be the right deal. Like, High and Bloom can't just look at a deal with a couple of guys thrown in, and like maybe Yasiel Puig, and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Bring him in. Yeah, send the trade away with his really deep voice. You can't do it. It has to be a great trade. But, but at the same time – I'm not, I've never been against trading Mookie. I love Mookie. I would love him to be part of the Red Sox forever, but realistically, it's not, it probably won't happen. I have people who, I've said this on the show before, I don't know how reliable this is, but I have been told by people, by person, who's relatively, relatively close to the situation, that Mookie's number one team that he wants to play for is the Atlanta Braves because it's close to home. Which would make sense. And it's funny and he's not that. a Boston guy. He never has been. Oh, no. It's funny you say that because Jared and I on Into the Triangle have been saying pretty much the whole offseason, you need to trade Mookie Betts. Because if he expresses no desire to re-sign long-term, why are you going to let him play out the 2020 season and then just walk for free? You're going to exactly, get nothing out of him. Like You, you that should would get be, something out of him. That would be an all-time L. That would be the hugest L in recent memory for the Red Sox organization. You can't let that happen. Either trade him or get the extension done before, I'd say even before winter weekend, get it done. Now, if you don't, yeah, uh, if there's an extension done, like I'm not going to cry about it. I don't care if the Red Sox spend money. I really don't. I think they should be spending money, but it's just clear. It's realistic. I, my One of my, my least favorite th- uh, arguments that I hear is, oh, but the Red Sox have plenty of money. Why don't they just pay them? Because th- that's not up to us. Sorry, guys, that's not up to us. If the Red Sox want to get below $208 million, guess what? They get to choose that. It's their money. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about, oh, why don't the Red Sox spend money? It's their decision. They get to make that decision. So if they decide that, guess what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about what the Red Sox are going to do to get under that number because that's their goal. And I love Hein Bloom. I'm excited for Hein Bloom. He's never had this much money in his life to spend. But I'm very interested to see what he's going to do. One of those moves could be Jackie Bradley Jr. in a trade. Please. If Mookie Betts is here, you trade Jackie. If you have heard me on any podcast, whether it's my own podcast, making guest appearances on here, or whatever other podcast I've been a guest on before, everybody in the world knows how much I hate Jackie Bradley Jr. So you know <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> if you can, I, I hate him. I will admit I hate him. So you know what? If you can send Jackie Bradley Jr. on the first plane out of here, get him out of here. I love him in the outfield. We all know how great he is in the outfield. Gold glove caliber center fielder. But you know what? The inconsistencies at the plate, I can't stand it anymore, Quags. I can't stand it, it, it anymore. Really, it's it's unbearable at points because he gets he gets so streaky. But every start of the season. and I, Yes. Right. Already start writing the stories. I want to see all the Red Sox beat writers, I guess, including me. Um, start writing the story. Oh, Jackie Bradley, he changed his swing this offseason. Jackie Bradley, oh, he's he's getting settled. Oh, wow. Hits a home he's run. Worked- of, it's a, it's Work a with J.D. Martinez. Yeah, hits a home run in spring training. Oh, wow, that, that new adjustment in his swing, that's really working. Every single every single uh, February, we hear the same story. Every uh, single February. And then he comes out in April, and he hits for like 110. Yep. <laughs> Without question. Uh, you're getting me upset about baseball season already. I don't like right. this. Okay, all right, we will move on. Uh, but guys, I mean, before we do that, before we do that, am I stalling so I can pull it up? Yeah. 
Support for CouchGuysSports.com and the Couch Guys Sports Podcast comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. And not Ooh. only below the belt, not only below the belt, but also for the chest area. If you shave your arms, if you're a swimmer, get it. It's stupid if you don't. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys, we've all had issues before with a little with a little grooming, with a little manscaping. When you've nicked something that you didn't necessarily want to nick, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. You know how bad that sounds? It's not great. It's no. very unpleasant. No, it's not at all. If you do that, I know women are going to understand. The women who watch this podcast, let me tell you, nicking it, it hurts. It sucks. This for the video, Lawnmower 2.0. Our friends at Manscaped, they sent me this, and it's incredible. It's the best. You can shave your chest. I got hair all the way up my neck. I got to shave down my neck area. It works for everything, and it's so quiet. Even if I turn it on, you can barely hear it. It's got a grip, too, so you don't lose it in the shower. Phenomenal product. Guys, manscaping accidents, they're finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. Don't be animals. That's disgusting. Manscaped also has the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which may I say, incredible. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting them on the smelliest part of your body? All right, here's the deal. So this is where you listen. Get 20% off free shipping with the code couchguy at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls are going to thank you. Your balls, they're going to thank you. Get 20% off again and free shipping with the code with the code couchguy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Again, use code couchguy. I've had some people, we've already we've actually already had a bunch of people order them with this code, which is great, guys. I'll order it. It helps the show. Not only helps the show, but it's going to help you guys too. It's a phenomenal product, phenomenal company. If you guys check out their website, it's very funny. It's awesome. May not work if you use all caps, we've discovered. So if you type in the code COUCHGUY, all one word, do it all lowercase. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code COUCHGUY, all one word, and try lowercase. I think that's actually going to work. And punch in that code. Punch it in. This is a great deal. You'd be punch foolish Punch the not shit to out of it. Punch the hell out of the code. And they send me so much. I'm telling you guys, get it. It's incredible. Manscaped.com, supporting the Couch Guy Sports Podcast. All right, so we don't have too much longer in the show here, but we got to talk about the Patriots and their issues. Yikes. The Patriots got some problems. Um, Big-time problems, which, again, I don't hate. No, Quags, (laughs) they don't have some problems. They have a lot of problems. Where do we begin? Uh, I mean, you can start with one, uh, Thomas Edward Brady. Which... Can we talk about the people that are defending Brady? Did you watch um did you watch Felgren Mass the other day? Uh I I mean I listen a lot, I don't know. Did you hear Greg Bedard trying to defend every pass yes. that Brady was getting blamed for? Like, can I just give me one second on that? Because you know what? I understand that everybody loves Tom Brady. We get he's a six time Super Bowl champion. We get that he's the greatest thing that happened to this Patriots organization. Greatest but call it happened to Boston Sports. Yes. Fair. The greatest of all time. Not even but, a question. But call it spade of spade. When he sucks, he sucks. Granted, is it a little bit maybe the receiver's faults for not running the routes correctly? Sure. But he's still missing throws when he has time. Like, give me a break. Sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. 
No, cut, dude, cut me off whenever you need to. I'm telling you, I get, I gas myself. I'm like a dog who gets too excited, and then I just get tired. I gas my throat. Down, boy. No. Down, down. But you're right. Like, there are so many people who just refuse. I see people all over Twitter who post statistics and all that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but Tom Brady throws this pass. It doesn't. The percentage goes up. Blah, 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 blah. Tom Brady has not been good. Use the eye test. That's all it counts. You know, it's the same. It's, it's almost the same people who just consistently defended the Celtics last year. Oh, but if you look at the Celtics stats here, this shows that they're actually playing well. They're just catching bad breaks. No, in the end, guess what? The Celtics and Kyrie Irving, they both sucked last year. Brady has see- not been good. And part of the problem, I know a lot of people are like they're blaming Philip Dorsett for not going out for that that the corner throw where he bombed it downfield to the five and nobody was in the area. I think that right. was Philip Dorsett. Okay, but is that not part of Tom Brady? Look, Tom Brady's a 42-year-old veteran. He should be bringing these guys along. Guess what? Part of it's on him for not having chemistry with the, with these receivers, especially the rookies. Yes. And so the funny part is, after the Texans game, did you see his stat line, what it actually was? Uh, it was pretty good, right? It was 24 for 47, 326 yeah. yards, three TDs and interception. That's a pretty good game. But what people don't understand is garbage that— Garbage time at the end. Yes! It was garbage time fantasy point stacking stats. That's oh, what it that's- was. The year I won my fantasy football league was Blake Bortles' uh, year where he would just only get garbage time touchdowns. It was incredible. Yes. He, he going to the fourth quarter with three points, end with 40. So so let me say this, because I was watching this game at home. Didn't you feel like that first drive when they went right down the field on the Texans, they were running the ball, you had Michelle, you had White, they cruised right down the field, and then they kick a field goal. But before they kicked that field goal, didn't you think to yourself for the second, maybe this Patriots offense is back? Yeah, maybe maybe they're clicking. And it was weird because once they got into the red zone, they ran it on first down and then just didn't run it again, which that was working the entire way. Isaiah Wynn has has really helped improve this offensive line like we knew, like like we expected that he would. But Brady, I think he's not getting enough flack from people. When it comes to the chemistry with especially the rookies, because whether or not he wants to pout and moan, and I'm tired of that too. I'm tired of like sad, moany Tom Brady. Like, put it on your shoulders. This is your thing. You're a leader. Okay. You've been yep. known throughout your entire career to be as being one of the best leaders in football. You got to take these guys under your wing. You got to stop moping. I don't care that you didn't get the toys that you wanted. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, okay. They they didn't give you the toys that you wanted. Doesn't mean you pout. Utilize these tools. Help Jacoby Myers get better. Help Jacoby Myers gain chemistry with you and know to go out another 10 steps and catch that ball instead of doing or instead of cutting back in. Work with Nikhil Harry. He's only been in the, he's only been in a couple games. I I like Nikhil Harry a lot. Regardless, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people shitting on Nikhil Harry for not preventing that interception that Tom I- Brady threw. I was Brady just threw it there. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, who do you blame for that interception? Do you blame it more on Brady or Brady. on Harry? Thank you. Brady threw it there. Thank you. All you have to do is throw that ball a little bit more outside to Harry. Even if he gets batted down, that's fine. You take away that you take away that one interception. That's the difference between you potentially winning the game and you basically being out of it until the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. It's it is insane to me, and I, there are a lot of issues with the offense all around. Like a, a big problem with the offense is receivers aren't getting separation. I know that, and Tom Brady can't help that. But the fact of the matter is, he's missing open targets. He's not hitting guys in stride. He hasn't looked that good. 
but I don't think he's done by any means. I really no, don't. He's not done. He's just struggling. Every yes, quarterback he, yes. struggles. He's going through a slump right now, and he looks fine. Like, his footwork's still good. He doesn't have a noodle arm. Like, we remember we remember Peyton Manning's last year in 2015. Oh he my looked like he goodness. was done. Now, that was the definition of a defense carrying his quarterback to a Super Bowl. Denver's defense made sure that Manning went out a winner because he was not winning. Manning was not winning it on his own. But with yeah. Brady, with, with Brady, it just seems like, like you say, he's pouting. It's not into it. And I'm going to put a bold prediction just right now. I'm going to say it. I think this is Brady's last year. I think he's done after this year. See, I go back and forth with it because I agree with you. Last week, I agreed with you. This week, I don't. I think he's going to keep. I think he's going to try to keep going. Now, it's a different question. Is this his last year with the Patriots? Yes. Yes. That's I think this is his question. final season with the Pats. Because he could go play somewhere else. I don't even know if he would do that. In which, by the way, uh, I know everybody panicked about him selling his house in Brookline. They bought a house in Connecticut, so he's not far. He didn't, he didn't go anywhere far unless he's going to play for the Giants. <laughs> no, he's not doing that either. Sam Darnold's in New York. Uh, 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 Daniel Jones, Danny Jones, Danny Dimes. He's with New York. Tom Brady, in reality, as it sits right now, and I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to try to stick with this for the rest of the year. I think he'll be back next year. I really do. They're, Unless, they're, if they win the Super Bowl and he wins Ring 7, I do think he's done. I think he's retired. So, so here's what I'm going to say because I said this. I've said this all along. I think after last year, Winning six, all-time winning as quarterback in the Super Bowl. I think he should have retired then. Now, granted, am I glad he's back this year? Obviously, yes. But it would have been better, not better, but it would have been more interesting to see if they could develop somebody or bring in a bridge quarterback. Maybe they could have brought in like a Teddy Bridgewater or something. Was, yeah, you, the word bridge just triggered you to Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... If you brought in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater for a year or two to develop a guy like Stidham, because I'm on the train of saying that I think Stidham is going to fit in just fine in this Patriots offense when it's his turn to take over. Yeah, I like Jared Stidham, but you just you never know at this point how long Brady's going to be around, which means how long is Jared Stidham going to sit and wait around? Like you lost, you had the next guy in line, and I'm I'm a Jimmy Garoppolo fan. I thought Jimmy was going to be the next quarterback, but Brady just did not stop winning. You won multiple Super Bowls since that whole situation. You won a Super Bowl and went to another Super Bowl since that whole situation happened with Garoppolo. Yes. The problems with the offense, the defense is fine. The defense is great. What's terrifying is you lost to the Texans this week, eight, uh, 28 to 22, and the Texans' defense, Al, not fucking good. Aren't they, they, aren't, they, aren't they middle of the pack in both the run and the pass? I think they were like 15th and 16th right around there in both. Yeah, and the run game was looking fine. I don't know why they went away from the run game so much. In that fourth down play where they were fourth and a half yard, that shows you how little confidence they have in this offense when you don't run the sneak with Brady. That's his thing. Sneak the hell out of that. And he I was literally, the greatest of all time at that. If you were with me, you would have heard me yelling, why do you not sneak the ball there? Now, granted, it, that's on Muhammad Sanu for dropping it. It hit him in the hands. <laughs> but did you, But if you saw the play, too, he was pushed, so it should have been pass interference. It should have been pass interference, And yeah, then but, it should have been first down for the Patriots the end, regardless. It, so he yes. caught that ball. Yes, he should have caught the ball. I'm with you there. Agreed. Bad drop by Sanu. And I think the main thing that we have to sort of establish here, Quags, with the Patriots receivers is one thing. And Brady yelled about it on the bench. They're not creating separation. There's none. 
None. I think I saw a stat. The Patriots' speed, like wide receiver speed, is like 27th in the NFL. Something it's it doesn't shock well, me. Who's 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 a who's a speed demon on this on this roster? Oh, receiver? nobody, nobody. Who's your who is your fastest receiver? Dorsett. Probably. Maybe? I don't. I don't really know how fast Jacoby Myers is, but I know Nikhil Harry's not that quick. No, he's just a big target. That's what yeah. that's what Harry is. He's a red zone threat. We saw it in the Cowboys game with the only touchdown that Brady threw. Harry is that big receiver that can go up and get it, or you throw a back shoulder to him and he's gonna get his defender out of the way. Randy didn't do it in Houston, but anyways, you get the point. There's so many people who just want to blame uh, the rookie receivers and want to go along with the storyline that hey, and maybe this is true. Brady doesn't trust rookies. Brady doesn't trust the young guys. He wants these veteran targets. So if you bring in a guy like Antonio Brown back, which I don't know how you feel about Antonio Brown, but if you bring in a guy like Antonio Brown back, you have that that weapon for him. But the fact of the matter is, people have to come to fucking terms with this. If the Patriots, if they want to win, if Tom Brady wants to win, He's going to have to get rid of that little issue that he has with throwing to young targets, with gaining chemistry with young targets, because that's two-fifths of your main five receivers. Yep. you got to get on the same page with those guys. You just have to. You have so to. I'll, so I'll say this about Antonio Brown. At this point in the season, just bring him back in. I mean, yes, you know what you know the baggage that comes with him, but you know what? He's not around long enough, and I talked with Jerry Thornton about this when he came on the Legends Lingo podcast, and Jerry said it perfectly. Former guest of this show. We love Jerry. Jerry's the man. Old Balls Thornton. Antonio Brown was not around long enough to really see the dark side of him complaining about not getting the ball when he's open, yada, yada. But I think if you brought him back, let's just say hypothetically he was brought back for the Cincinnati game. You bring him, you bring him for week 15, 16, 17, AFC Divisional. AFC Championship, Super Bowl, what's that, month and a half? If you're telling me you can't deal with him for a month and a half and actually give Brady a legit number one receiver, I love Edelman, but he, can, he can't even lift his arm up over his head. No, his shoulder's, his shoulder's legitimately falling off of, his, off of his body. Yes, he's like Woody from Toy Story. It's like hanging by a thread, <laughs> literally, literally. But you bring him back, and the thing is, he knows a little bit of the offense. He was with the offense for a week and a half. He had to have learned one play, two plays. So yes. why not bring him and back? And he's a smart receiver. He is, he is notoriously one of the hardest working receivers in the NFL. He might, he's got bad character. I think a lot of people are passing judgment already on these allegations against him, which we don't know. We don't know what happened. And I don't want to. He he seems he seems like a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but it, it, and if if these if he did these things that they're claiming, he should be in prison. Get him. Yes. I don't want him anywhere near this team. But if he didn't, that's that's you're but you're keeping this guy to the NFL for something that he might have not done. Yes, he want and he wants to be in New England. He doesn't want to be anywhere else. But again, if he did these things, and that's that's the tough part here because. You don't know. So if if he did these things, then you don't even then don't touch him. And I think that's where yes. a lot of people are coming from, where they're leaning more towards, okay, some people just believe that he flat out did it. But like for me, it's tough because I'm like, if there's the slightest possibility, which there is, that he did these things that these women are claiming, then I don't want him anywhere near this team. I don't want him in the NFL. He should be again in prison. Yes, but, he should. But if he but didn't, if he didn't do, it, do it, it's it's tough. 
You got to hook them up to a lie detector. I don't know why they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, make it like the Maury show where they just hook them up to the lie detector and then have Maury say, the results are in. It confirms. I, do, I don't know why they don't. They <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome. And Antonio Brown being that character, especially all over social media, would be perfect. Uh, he'd eat it up. Oh, he would love it. He'd but eat it up. I, he's probably not going to be back. Like I'm on board saying I would love to have him back for the receiver for the on-field production, but I don't think he's going to be back. So you know what? Like you said, Brady has to develop chemistry with Nikhil Harry, with Jacoby Myers, get back on the same page with Philip Dorsett like you were earlier on in the season. Edelman, you're fine. You don't have to worry about. And then establish the run game. You have two underrated running backs in Sony Michelle and James White. They used James White, and he was effective. Use him more. I've been saying it for years. you got to use him more. And they drafted Damian Harris. Like, is that, does this guy just suck? I, I guess he never gets used. Maybe he's he fumbles he, in practice. I don't know. He's not. He just doesn't exist. He might not even be on the team anymore. I mean, he is, but he might not be. They might just keep I, locked up. Might be on the practice squad for all we know. Him and, and Rex Burkhead up. together. Lock him up. Ugh, Rex Burkhead. No, you know what? Better yet, lock Rex Burkhead up and then take Damian Harris and put him on the field. I want, at this point, I want to see Damian Harris. I was Problem excited solved. about this kid. Alabama, I was excited to see this kid on the field. Love it. Hasn't even been touched. Hasn't Love even it. been touched. I've been briefly touched. All right. Couch Couch Sports Podcast, episode number 136. Guys, seated app. Use it. Again, link in the description. And Manscaped, the logo up in the corner, one of these corners. Haven't decided yet which one I'm going to put. Depends on the layout from this recording. Uh, follow us on everything. Instagram, Twitter. Facebook at Couch Guys Sports and the Couch Guys Sports Podcast. Also on Twitter and hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You guys are watching the videos. I can see that, but just subscribe to us. You get the video every week. What the hell are we doing here? Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then Legend, Legend Lingo Podcast. Legends Lingo Podcast. Big Al. Uh, Thomas is it Chowder. <laughs> powder. But you were close. You were close. Thomas Chowder. Thomas Powder and Fiesta. Legends Lingo Podcast. Maybe we got some news coming with that later on. I don't know. Possibly. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I think that's it. Couch Cast Sports Podcast, episode number 136. We're going to be back next week with, after 136, comes episode number 137. Rate and subscribe, guys. We're going to be back next week.